Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy, the podcast that empowers you to transform life's challenges into opportunities for personal growth and healthier relationships. We're your hosts, Tim and Ruth Olson, licensed marriage and family therapists and trauma experts. As experienced therapists with backgrounds in addressing trauma and mental health disorders, we believe there is hope and there certainly is healing. We've spent our lives supporting people through the ups and downs, and we want to share these insights with you. Together, we'll unravel the layers of personal growth healing from trauma, and building healthy relationships. Each week, we'll bring you engaging conversations, expert insights, and practical strategies to help you heal from the past, foster healthy communication, and develop enduring love. This podcast is your guide to transforming adversity into triumph, healing wounds and past trauma, gaining wisdom and insight, and creating meaningful, fulfilling connections. So if you're here to heal, to better understand yourself or your relationships, you're in the right place. So sit back, get comfortable, bring your trauma and your drama, and let's start healing. Welcome Welcome to to Mr. and Mrs. Mrs. Therapy. Hey everyone, welcome back to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. We're so glad that you're here with us today. Today we're going to be talking about the importance of allowing others to change your mind, to rephrase, or even to retract statements. And this is coming right off of the heels of the last episode where we talked about internal and external processors. So we'll infuse that into it as well. And so before we jump into today's episode, if you haven't already joined our Facebook group, you can click the link in our show notes and we'd love to see you over there. All right, let's get started with today's episode. So one of the things that I think is important to start off with is that Communication is difficult. It's super easy to make mistakes. It's very easy to say something that doesn't convey what you're hoping to convey. So when we're talking to somebody, and in particular our partner or our kids, we want to make sure that we give them the leeway to be able to make changes or shifts in what their statement is or try to take it a different direction because it is so easy to make miscommunications. Now, a lot of times that can be very difficult. I think sometimes our partner may say something that's kind of provocative and our attention gets latched onto that and we don't want to move away from that. But allowing your partner to be able to say, hey, I'm sorry, that's not what I meant. I was more meaning to say this is very important, especially for long-term relationships. Just as an example, us doing this podcast, we edit it before we put it out there, but there are so many different things that we cut out or points that we start making that we decide, hey, that's not really going the direction we want. And so we're able to cut all that out to make sure that we're saying what we want to say and to make sure that it's easy and digestible for people who are hearing that. But when we're having just genuine, authentic conversations with people, we don't have the opportunity to be able to cut out things that don't sound right. We just say it and, oh, no, that didn't sound right. And we want to pull that back in. And if we don't allow the other person the leeway to be able to do that, that's going to set up a dynamic that's difficult to come back from. Yeah, and I think especially talking about internal versus external processors, if you haven't already listened to that episode, go back and listen to that before listening to this one. But we talk a lot about how for external processors, a lot of times they use discussion as a tool for clarity and understanding. And they may start at one point, but as they talk through and they process it, then at the end, they'll kind of have their final statement and their conclusion. Whereas for internal processors, they think internally and they do that same reflection on their own before speaking or saying their final statement. 
And so with that dynamic of the differences of processing, it really is important to be able to allow for these changes. Because if not, what happens is as an external processor, I start with the one thought that isn't necessarily my belief or my sticking point, right? But that's where I start in order to process through and come to my final thought. But if Tim were to hear me and stick with that first thought that I had and say, no, you said this, then for me, I would feel very unheard and frustrated because that isn't at all what I think or believe now, but with new information or as I process through it, I came to a totally different conclusion. And I think on top of that, people are generally repulsed by somebody else telling them what they think or what they believe. And so that's really frustrating for somebody to hear that. Now, on the other side of the equation, too, though, is if your partner says something and it's careless and it hurts your feelings, it's absolutely okay for you to address that and say, hey, that can hurt my feelings. But then they can respond and say, I'm sorry, I hurt your feelings. But I do want you to know that that wasn't what I meant. I meant this over here instead. Then being able to allow them to move or to shift is an important part of that dynamic. Oh, for sure. Because even though I'm an external processor, And not everything that I say is what I believe, but it's helping me to clarify and understand and get to my final point. I am still accountable for what I say. Yeah, I think another dynamic that plays into this is that a lot of times external processors don't even remember some of the things they're saying while they're processing. They remember their end conclusion. But an internal processor, when they're listening to that external processing happen, will hear a statement. And then later they will bring that to the attention of the external processor and they'll say, hey, you said this over here. And the external processor will be like, I didn't say that. And they may genuinely not remember because to them, it's what we like to call a throwaway statement. They said something that they didn't really put much stock into because it was just something that they said on the way to coming to their actual conclusion. And so when they say, I didn't say that, they genuinely don't remember saying that. And then for an internal processor, a lot of times that can come across as, hey, you're lying to me. You totally said this. I 100% remember you saying this. And it's not necessarily that they're trying to be deceptive. It's just that their brain has chosen not to recall that information because it wasn't important to them. An important thing to look at is just human nature, understanding that our thought processes evolve as we get new information or as we go through different experiences, our perspectives totally can change. And another thing that kind of factors into this and is part of human nature is our emotional state can impact the things that we say and what we bring up, even though it's not necessarily what we truly believe or mean. But say we're angry and we say something out of anger just to hurt the other person or because I'm not really thinking clearly and I'm just maybe in defense mode and so I'm just trying to protect myself. That can totally affect what you say. And so maybe when you calm down, you realize, oh, man, I said this and I really didn't mean it. But I've definitely seen clients where somebody says something in an argument or they said something and then they changed their mind and that other person just held them to it for weeks or even months or sometimes even years where they just say, you said this. This is what you really believe. And even though that person has kind of backed up from it or said, man, I am so sorry, I did not mean that, they have not allowed for that forgiveness or giving them the benefit of the doubt 
or allowing them to change their mind. And that's really damaged and destroyed their relationship. So going off of that, I think forgiveness is a big part of being able to allow somebody to go back and change or alter their thought processes or what they're saying. Because if you're not forgiving them for that accidental thing or that unfleshed out thought, then you're holding them to a belief system that they don't necessarily have or holding them to a belief system that they have now changed. And even though you may be emotionally hurt and wounded from that, being able to forgive them and move on from that is releasing and letting you go away from continuing to be hurt by that same thing. It may be hard to do, but it's very helpful for both you and your partner to be able to forgive for that and then be able to move on. Now, I think another thing that goes into this, and we were just talking about how being really emotional can cause us to say things that we don't really mean. Now, there is a little bit of a belief system I think people have out there, I've heard this communicated before, is that people say what they really mean when they're mad. Or if you're using substances, like if you're drinking, well, they're really honest right now because they're drinking. They don't have their walls up anymore. Now, I'll tell you that both of those statements are not true. A lot of times the information that you get from somebody when they're really upset or somebody when they're using substances can either be flat out wrong, it's just not what they actually believe, or it can be a caricature of what they believe. It's exaggerated statements or additional emotion placed on top of what they actually feel in that moment. Or it can be something totally different. It could be a fear of what they think the situation is. So I always tell my clients, if you're really emotionally upset or you're under the influence of some type of substance, this is not the time to have deep, engrossing, difficult discussions because a lot of the times the way that we're going to be communicating when we're really emotionally upset or when we're under the influence of substances is not going to really convey what we really think or believe. So let's talk about some of the benefits of allowing others to change your mind or rephrase things or retract their statements. One of the benefits is that it builds trust and it really allows for a healthy and a safe relationship where people feel safe enough to express their thoughts, talk about their feelings without the fear of being eternally bound to them. And so it really does encourage this honesty where People are more likely to share their genuine feelings if they know that they can clarify or modify their stance and that whatever they said, they're not going to be held to forever. Another part that goes on to that is that when there's that trust, it allows for deeper levels of intimacy and emotional connection because you're able to now say what's on your mind and trust that your partner's not going to respond poorly to you. And so then you're going to give them more and more genuine responses of what you're thinking or what you're feeling in the moment, or maybe even more spontaneous thought processes. And then being open in that way allows your partner to see more deeply who you are and allows you guys to come to more of a deep connection with each other. Because that really is what emotional intimacy is, this deep, deep emotional connection with each other and understanding of who the other person is. But if you're always guarded, because just like you were saying, Ruth, you feel like, oh, if I say the wrong thing, that's going to be held to me forever. Well, I'm going to be extremely cautious of what I say, or I'm not going to say anything at all. And then that's creating a barrier or boundary between you and the other person that then maybe you or the other person doesn't even understand how distant you actually are. I think this is something I see with clients all the time where they'll do this calculation where they'll think, if I say this, they might respond bad. So then they choose not to say the thing. But when you choose not to say that thing, your brain essentially calculates that as though they responded poorly and you created a certain distance and separation between you and the other person. 
Now, when you choose to say something, they could respond poorly or they can respond well. Now, a lot of times people will tell me, and I hear this all the time, well, I've been married to them for 20 years, and I know that if I said this, they would say that. And the truth is, you may have a good idea that they might say that, but you don't know that they'll say that. The only way you'll really know is if you do say it and then wait for their response to see what is their response going to be. Because in one way, you can only get one outcome. If you don't say something, you can only get one outcome, which is bad. If you do say something, you have the opportunity for there to be a bad outcome but you also have the opportunity for there to be a good outcome. If you say something and they respond poorly, okay, you got a bad outcome. But if you say something and they responded well, it can increase that trust and then increase that intimacy. And I think it also reduces fear of making mistakes. And so this idea of perfectionism or having to be perfect, because knowing that you can rephrase or change your mind reduces the pressure to be perfect which is what you want in a relationship. You want the safety of not having to be perfect because we're human. No one is perfect. And so one of the benefits of allowing people to change your mind truly is building this trust and relationship and having a safe space and a safe relationship. Yeah, I think I said it in a podcast before, but being in a relationship is one of two things. It's either a cage that you feel trapped in or it's a castle that you feel protected in. And if you can develop this level of trust where I can say what I need to, and then my partner will respond well, and if I need to change my mind or my thought process, they'll also let me do that. You're then choosing at that point to be living in a castle versus living in a cage where I'm constricted and confined all the time. Another benefit is that it facilitates communication, but you have to be very intentional about this. If someone is saying something and you know, like, that's not in their character. And so if Tim is saying something and I know who he is, I know the heart of who he is. And so if it doesn't align with that, I can ask questions and I can be intentional in trying to communicate with him and say, hey, you said this. Is that really what you meant? Or if you said something, I can say, can you clarify what you meant by this? And so it can really facilitate communication if you are intentional with it, because otherwise I could just take it for what it is and be offended or like Tim was talking about before, assume certain things and jump to conclusions because, well, he said this, but that's not the type of relationship I want to be in. I want to be in a relationship where we can openly communicate about things by allowing rephrasing or changing their mind. You're showing that you're actively engaged in trying to understand the other person's viewpoint. And so there's that prayer by St. Francis where it says you want to seek to understand rather than be understood because you know that you've been in conversations where it really turned into conflict because you're trying so hard to be understood rather than understand the other person. And so when that happens, you begin interrupting each other, you go into defense mode, and you get away from truly trying to understand the other person. So another benefit is conflict resolution. When you allow somebody to rephrase or to clarify a misunderstanding, it really can help a conversation not spiral out of control. One of the things I like to tell my clients is that I think somewhere upwards in the nature of 80% of conflict starts off at miscommunication. And I always like to ask them, how nice would it be if out of the gate we could reduce 80% of the conflict that you're having right now. And people will tell me, well, that would be life-changing. That would be amazing. 
And one of the first steps is just making sure that you're being careful with these conversations and that you are, just like Ruth said in that quote, seeking to understand somebody and you're trying to make sure that, okay, is this really what they said? Is this really what they meant? And allowing them to clarify or backtrack to correct things because if you could reduce 80% of your conflict, that would be life-changing and life-altering for you. But it does require managing how something your partner said made you feel and then not getting stuck on that, but allowing them to move or to shift to try to connect with what they're actually trying to say. Yeah, because it's easy to get stuck on, you said this, I'm sticking there, rather than looking for a solution. Allowing them to change your mind or rephrase statements can help to facilitate that resolution and lead to compromise and agreeing with each other. But that's only if you allow for that change. And this is something that we're even trying to teach our children, right? A lot of times they'll be talking about what they want to do. And maybe one of my kids say, oh, I want to do this. And the other person gets super excited, like, oh, yeah. And then the other person says, oh, no, actually, I want to do this instead. And then the one child gets upset and holds them to it. No, you said you were going to do this with me. And really helping them to kind of walk through that and realize that, hey, it's okay for her to change her mind. Yes, she did want to do that. But then she thought of something else she'd rather do. And you have to allow her to change her mind. And part of that is boundaries, right? Respecting someone's boundary when they change their mind and they say, no, I don't want to do that anymore rather than really sticking it to them and saying, no, you said this. And it does show respect in being able to honor what the other person said and then allowing them to change it. And obviously, we also teach our kids to be a man and a woman of their word. But in situations like these, that's not the point and that's not the case. You know, they never said, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to play this game with you. They were just kind of thinking out loud and they were saying, oh, I totally want to do this. And then they changed their mind and found something else that they wanted to do fairly quickly after that. And so this is something that we even want to foster at our children's age. And real quick, going back to what Tim said a while ago about forgiveness, that's also something that we're teaching our children. Maybe someone said something not nice and they quickly apologize, but the other child, you know, just sticks with it and says, no, they said this about me, or they said this. We have to have that conversation with our children that, you know, I know they said that, and that really hurt, and I'm so sorry that that happened, or that that was said, and I can see why you're frustrated and upset, but then also continuing that conversation about forgiveness, about letting things go, and not bringing it up again and again and again. Another thing that allowing somebody to change their perspective or to rephrase things or to retract statements or just to change as a person overall is you're respecting that person's individual growth. Now, Ruth, I definitely think I've seen this in you when you've worked on something and you've changed an aspect of yourself and somebody doesn't notice that but then still kind of puts you in the box of an area that you were struggling in but now have overcome. That's a very frustrating thing because that person has not noticed or respected the effort or the change that you've made. And I think this is a common problem people run into where they basically come to the conclusion, I figured this person out, and then they basically freeze this person in their mind. And it doesn't really matter what the person then does after it. They still consider them this exact same person at the point which they froze them in their mind at. Yeah, and I think that can be frustrating and hurtful even, because you're not allowing that person to grow And you're not giving them credit for the areas that they have grown in. 
And I think in healthy relationships, there is a shift and you do allow people to grow and change because that's essential. We all grow and change. And I hope that I am not the same person in a year from now that I am today. I hope that I change and grow. But a lot of times in unhealthy relationships, we keep people stagnant and we don't allow their views or their feelings or their habits to evolve and change and flourish over time. And so in the Bible, this makes you think of the verse where it says, a prophet is without honor in his own hometown. A lot of times with people really close to us or people that we're so comfortable and familiar with, we don't allow them to change and grow. We just see them as, oh, little Ruthie or the person that you once knew them as. When in reality, there could be a ton of growth and a ton of change. But because like Tim said, we froze them in our mind of this is who they are and these are the characteristics or the habits that they portray or this is who I know them as. We don't allow them to change and that's not fair at all. I want to be in relationships, not only where there's a freedom to grow and change, but where we're encouraged to grow and change. All right, guys, so I want to do a quick recap for the episode today. So one of the things that is important to know when you allow somebody to change their mind or rephrase their statement or to walk something back is that you really can enhance the dialogue between the two of you. And as you have better communication and dialogue with each other, it really can enhance and enrich that relationship. Allowing that change to happen creates a certain sense of trust and safety that increases healthy dynamics in relationships. And then finally, an important point is that as we are more open in our relationship, it promotes more understanding and creates a deeper, stronger relationship over time. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. And remember, your mind is a powerful thing. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode and found it helpful. If so, would you take 30 seconds and share it with a friend? Also, we'd love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcast. It lights us up to know that this podcast is helping you. If you have any questions or a topic you'd like discussed in future episodes, visit our Facebook group. Just click the link in the description below. Although we are mental health providers, this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide diagnosis or treatment. If you are struggling with persistent mental health issues, chronic marital issues, or feeling hopeless or suicidal, you are not alone. Help is available. Please seek professional help or call the National Suicide Hotline at 988. Thank you again for joining us on Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. Remember, there's always hope and there's always help.